and it was those things that gained lots of interest um and people people wanted everything that I was styling the house with and the home with and that's kind of where the kind of this online community has just grown and grown and grown and it's still like I said it's a huge part of the business now Welcome to our podcast series, Talk Straight, Think Smart with Howard Kennedy. I'm Lydia Christie, a legal director at the firm and your host for this series. However, this isn't a podcast about us. It's about the much more interesting people we're interviewing. My guest today is Ashley Jane, who, unlike many of our guests, didn't start out with the intention of becoming a business owner. Following a wreath-making class, Ashley got the bug for all things flowers and started sharing her hobby on Instagram. In what was an unexpected reaction, she ended up building an online community which grew and grew, and now she has over 300,000 followers. Although she had a well-established career, Ashley took the plunge and this hobby became a full-time job for her and her husband. In this episode, you'll hear about Ashley's good headaches as she tries to keep up with the demand for the Suffolk nest. So hi, Ashley. Thank you very much for joining us today and being part of our podcast series. Hi, Lydia. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. So for those listening, before we get going, uh, would you just give us a quick introduction to who you are? Yeah, of course. Um, my name's Ashley and I am the founder of The Suffolk Nest, um, which is quite difficult to summarize in a few sentences <laughs> what we do these days. Um, I guess, yeah, it's one of those like, gosh, where do you start? But do, do you buy flowers, Lydia? Now, interesting question. For our listeners, I have to just make a confession and let you know I'm strategically trying to place my head in front of this I'm now moving my head aside to show you what it looks like a very dead plant behind me <laughs> so that probably sums up my floristry slash gardening skills I love buying flowers mostly for other people um I have to say um and 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 just I'll, I'll get to explain uh, and I'm going to ask you to do it though in your own words um that you're your business, which we're, I'm very excited to hear about how it came about because it's a very interesting story. Um, you, you, you are a, a florist and deal with, again, I've had to make sure I'm pronouncing things correctly, faux and fresh flowers and home decor. Is that, would that be, that's my succinct version, but I appreciate, as you say, there's much, much more to it. Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. And I guess um, the reason I asked is just because <laughs> you know, there are hundreds of people that buy flowers in the supermarkets, um, in your local florists or have been gifted flowers and maybe don't know what to do with them or don't know how to make the best of them, arrange them. And that's kind of where I come in. And that's the first, I would say, kind of arm of the Suffolk Nest is all about me, you know, showing people what to do with their flowers. Um, and then the second part would be the business side of it, the website where we do, like mm. you said, the artificial flowers um, or faux, whatever you want to call them, um, where, where I do the, arra <laughs> the arrangements. I always have that debate. Are they faux? Are they artificial? So we try and do yeah. a bit of both. Um, yeah, that's kind of the other side with the website and the kind of functionality and yeah, everything else. Very good. So we're going to talk a lot more about, about the business and how it developed and the different the different parts of it that you've just described. Um, 
and as I said, I've I've given you the confession at the beginning that I am um I don't have green fingers basically. <laughs> so, um, but before we get into it, I wanted to know a bit more about about you and um you know what what you were like growing up and um you know what what whether you you know grew up around you know entrepreneur entrepreneurial people who you know set up businesses and yeah no um to be perfectly honest I didn't in terms of, I don't know anybody um that you know owned their own business and started anything like what we've done from scratch so in that respect I think we've learned everything the hard way <laughs> but in some ways I think that's been a good thing because you just learn as you go and I've always been better at learning on the job rather than you know in theory um and in terms of what I was like growing up I grew up with my sister Holly um there's only 15 months apart so she's 15 months older than me we were very close um and yeah really really nice happy childhood my mum stayed at home and looked after us um, whilst my dad went out to work and yeah you you may not be able to tell but I'm actually a scouser I was born in Liverpool <laughs> Um, my parents are from Liverpool and they uprooted us from Liverpool when I was just a few months old to kind of follow my dad's career and then a few years after that we uprooted again and lived in Hong Kong for a year um, again to follow kind of my dad's career Um, I guess seeing yeah it it was very fun Um, I guess it like kind of seeing that and knowing that we were moving from my dad's job always gave me like a sense of importance around you know having a career Um, but in terms of what I guess I was like as a person, my dad always, I think he talked about it in my, our wedding speech, his wedding speech, sorry. Um, he talks about the time that I got a pogo stick for, I think it was a Christmas or birthday present. And I was so determined to absolutely nail the skill of using <laughs> that pogo stick. If you're a nineties child, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I think that determination and drive has transpired into my academic years. Um, I was always quite conscious that having a sister who was just one year ahead of me at school, who was very clever and did she did very well in all of her all of her grades and everything, I put the pressure on myself to be able to to also kind of live up to that if you like. Not that anybody put any pressure on me. I did it all my put put it all on myself. Um, and then again in university, um, when it came to kind of writing the, the dreaded dissertation at the end of the year. Ugh. Yeah, those that fun thing. There was a there was an award up for grabs to like win the best dissertation amongst all the universities. And when I found out about the award, I was like, I just I really wanted it. Um, and when I found out I'd been shortlisted for the award, I was over the moon. And ten years ago, actually, it was it came up on my Facebook one of those ten years ago moments yeah. memories. Um, I won the award. So amazing. Yeah, I have to I, ask you what 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 did you study at uni? What was your dissertation on? I studied fashion management, and my dissertation was all around the effect of mobile marketing on the fashion industry, um, which back then wasn't like we weren't using smartphones as much then mm. to shop, so it was quite a new thing. And I had a few lecturers that weren't really sure about it, but yeah, I I loved fast fast forward ten years, and uh, yeah, here we are, exactly. Brilliant. Well, so, so tell me about your early career then. Was there, did you go into fashion then after? Yeah. What, what, what was your first job? Um, so we had like a, it was a sandwich course at uni. So I did a year working at ASOS, the online fashion retailer. I'm sure most people have heard about these days. And I went into merchandising. Um, so quite, um, like technical, um, all about delivery schedules and making sure the stock was coming in at the right time, liaising with suppliers, 
And then I graduated and went back to ASOS. They offered me a job um, in London. Hmm. And I'd met Chris, who's my husband now at that point. And I missed home a lot. And I wasn't, I was missing a huge amount of like kind of creativity in the role. So I left ASOS, moved back home and started a different career in sales, working for a very well-known confectionery company. Um, And I did that for seven years before I had my children. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Um, And we've not, so, so, so far, no hint of any, any flowers, but we're going to come on to that. Yeah, in the in the next section. So you you then worked in sales. You were saying for seven years, and um, as I said, there wasn't you haven't mentioned anything to do with kind of flowers, floristry. Um, where at what point <laughs> did did did, uh, um, did flowers come into into the scene? Quite late in life, to be honest. Um, I'd always liked going to like our local flower market and buying flowers, but I'd never, nobody around me had, you know, had, I didn't have like a grandma who loved growing flowers or anything like that. I got invited to go on a wreath making course with some friends. And honestly, I so nearly didn't go on this wreath making course. I'd had a really long day. I'd been in Birmingham all day at work and I'd driven home and it was late. It was raining. I was knackered. I was like, I really just don't want to get in the car again, but I didn't want to let my friends down. So got my shoes on, got out the door, got in the car and I went on this wreath making course. And honestly, it just, something inside me just told me that this was, this was enjoyable. Like I really enjoyed the sense of making it, the sense of achievement after I'd kind of completed this wreath. And that was it. I went home with my wreath and I didn't stop making them. Um, My friends started hearing about it and asking my mum's friends were like, oh, can she make me one? And that was kind of where it all started. And I'm I'm one of those wow. pe- one of those people that, you know, like when you get a bug for something, I don't really let it go. Um, so yeah, I threw myself into finding out as much as I could about flowers and floristry. And I'd mentioned it to a ha- my hairdresser and she was like, oh, my dad's looking for a florist to do his wedding. Do you think you could do the wedding flowers? And I was like, well, you know, reeds is one thing, but wedding flowers is a, is a whole new ball game. And I, I met up with this bride. Um, <laughs> who told me about this cascading bouquet she wanted with <laughs> all these like expensive orchids. And I was thinking, no, 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 no. Like this is one step way too far. I can give I can give you a wreath to walk down the aisle <laughs> with if you want. <laughs> that was about the extent back then. Um, but the wedding was quite far in advance. So I was like, okay, maybe I could do this. And I kind of gave myself a little pep talk that that might be the only opportunity I really get to actually have a go at this. And yeah, again, that was it. I, I think I watched every YouTube video foreseeable on how to make a wedding bouquet. Um, and I did it. And I, I loved it. The sense of euphoria after doing that wedding was incredible. I wanted to do another one like immediately. And then I started just doing wedding flowers alongside my full-time job, like at the weekends. Um, I did like friends events on evenings and stuff. Just Just purely as my hobby and something that I enjoyed doing. Mm. So that's where the flowers came. Yeah. So, so, so actually you just, you've just kind of mentioned something I was going to ask about because it sounds like it, it was a hobby. I was interested to know at what point, like, so it's a hobby, you're enjoying it, you're doing it on the side, you've got a full time or other job at, at, at the same time. Are you thinking at this point, actually, this is a business, I'm now, move, I'm changing career or are you thinking, you know, at what point does it go from being a hobby to 
transitioning into I'm you know going to make this a new career very slowly um and I never I never started out in flowers to create a business I had no intention of becoming a business owner I have no like I said earlier nobody that has done that before who I could lean on for advice I wouldn't I didn't have a clue about even founding a business or anything like that um but the hobby the hobby side of it came started coming through in my Instagram account um and I was sharing slowly weddings that I was doing in the background um vase arrangements that I was just doing on our own kitchen island wreaths that I was making I have to mention at this point because you mentioned your Instagram because the hobby that you talked about, we're now today talking about over 300,000 followers on Instagram. So just just to, just to set the context for, for the listeners about, you know, how your hobby and the, the, I think what you're saying is the unexpected reaction to your like initial posts. Absolutely. Escalated and then, yeah. So, so you were getting engagement through your, through Instagram and social media yeah hugely and the 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 actual Instagram page started about six seven years ago now and that started purely as a place to document our renovation journey at home um and it was just just somewhere that I wanted to be able to look back on it and I've I was just sharing the journey the highs and the lows I was pregnant at the time people were really interested in where things were from there wasn't really many home reno Instagram accounts at that point so I think you know, people were kind of interested about it. And then when that was done, I got to do all the stuff that I actually really loved doing. And that was styling the house and, you know, making the flowers, putting a wreath on the door. And I I was just sharing it like, you know, yeah. like as I normally would. So, yeah. And it was those things that gained lots of interest. Um, and people, people wanted everything that I was styling the house with and the home with. And that's kind of where the kind of this online community has just grown and grown and grown. Mm. And it's still, like I said, it's a huge part of the business now. So, so at some point you then decided to leave your other job, presumably, and then go, go for this and, you know, set it up. Yeah, which was a huge decision, actually. Um, I remember feeling like I wasn't even, I wasn't prepared to leave my job because it was, you know, we've got two young children, they're two and three. And we've like everybody else we've got a mortgage to pay for and you know Mm. other things to consider so to leave a full-time job that I'd worked so hard for to kind of climb up that way for seven years Mm. and just do this on a what felt like a little bit of a whim Mm. (laughs) felt incredibly risky um but it was kind of my husband that ended up kind of pushing me over and being like we can do this like we can survive on my salary and I believe in you and I think when he started believe, believing in me, I, I started believing in myself a little bit more. And that took a long time, I think, to come through. So mm. yeah, I was on maternity leave. I ended up not going back and I was still juggling mum life and starting out the Suffolk Nest at the same time, which was quite a juggle to start with. Yeah. Where does the name come from then? I, I'm making assumptions, but I but I won't articulate them. I'll actually ask you the question. <laughs> yeah, so the, like I say, because it was a home renovation account, yeah. it, it literally came from, we're based in Suffolk, right. and the nest being the home. The home, right, okay. And that, that was it. it. It was actually for about 10 minutes before being called the Suffolk nest, it was called beans on toast. 
don't ask. You just had to put in a name. And I think we'd had beans on toast for dinner and I was just like, yeah, we'll just put in that for now and then we'll change it. So yeah, it's still on there. It still shows that that was our previous name, which is so embarrassing. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, what, what's the size of, I say your team, who does the business consist of then today? So it's, you're men- you've mentioned your husband. Um, yeah. And other, other people involved? Yeah, so it's still predominantly myself and my husband. Um, it was only, the business was only founded in January last year. Right. Um, and my husband only came on board in the November. So he's only been with us for about a year. And now we've got three full-time staff at the warehouse who kind of do picking, packing and dispatching of all of our orders. And we all just chip in wherever, like I'm, I'll be down at the warehouse after this, making up orders and arrangements and stuff. So yeah, it's still very small. Um, and we're, we're hoping to expand the team soon. That's fantastic. How's it going with the uh, working together, living together, <laughs> Mar- married? Yeah, we get we get asked about this a lot. I guess it is a quite a unique um, experience, but I think we make a really good team. Um, I don't know if, if you've ever, you know, if you've ever had like a bit of a hard day at work and you go home and you want to offload to like, I don't know, a friend, your partner, your mum, whoever. And I don't know, they just don't quite get it because they don't know the nitty gritty or who, who the people that you're talking about. But with Chris now, because we're so in tune with it, I only have to give him a look and he knows exactly how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking <laughs> or he understands everything, which is really refreshing actually. Um, and yeah, I think he he handles kind of all of the stuff that I don't want to deal with, like the logistics. Is he, is he your videographer? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I was, I asked just, I was watching uh, one of your uh, videos on Instagram. Um, it was the one where you you were making up, you bought, it was uh, real fr- fresh flowers, um, all being into, putting into, a, is it called a rattan? Oh, the planter, I mean, yeah. The planter, that's it. Um, I and, and, and then I could hear the chit chat going on and then, um, there was a, a few like digressions where he asked you about where's your top from and yeah. like, this is, these guys are familiar also i i learned about carpet green moss when i was watching that as there well. you go yeah <laughs> <laughs> who knew there was such a moss called carpet yeah. i was only training and training up one of the new guys the other week and he looked at me like i had five heads i was like so there's four types of moss in here okay he was like i just thought there was just moss but okay yeah. so yeah he does all of the videography and i'm i've over the years I, I think I've certainly trained him to be how I want how I want it to look. I'm like, not that angle. <laughs> I've got a double chin on that side. Don't get that one. <laughs> no, he's very Brilliant. good. It, it certainly seemed like you're very. I could tell, as I said, from the from the the chat that was going on in between the immaculate planting I was watching. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Which I, which I can learn much from. But yeah, we let's let's. Uh, what I'm interested to know about is kind of the future plan. So we're going to move on now and talk about what what the future holds for for the business. I guess so mid midterm, um, we've just actually announced the launch of our my new book. Um, Congratulations. Thank you very much, which publishes um, in March. So I think for the interim, we're doing a lot of kind of PR around that. I've been invited to some book signings and events and stuff, which will be really fun and kind of to, to actually meet people face to face because a lot of what I do is virtual. Um, was a book, just to ask about the book, was that, again, have you have you written a book before? Is this... <laughs> no. What, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Where, how did the, how did that come up so a I got an email one night really quite late actually and a publisher reached out and said that she'd been watching my live tutorials on Instagram every week and was 
captivated and wondered if I'd be interested in writing a book. It's, I guess it's not heavily writing book. It's more of a project-based book. Mm-hmm. So we do all throughout the seasons, there's 30 different projects in it that um, I give kind of a shopping list on what you need. And then I talk them through mm-hmm. how to, well, I write them mm-hmm. through how to make it yeah. step by step. So yeah, I had no idea what it was going to be like writing a book, but yeah, it's been quite a quite a journey. Um, well, actually, with your dissertation award now, this doesn't now come as a surprise. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, but yeah, writing a book was one thing. Yeah, it was lots of late nights and lots of juggling on top of kind of the day to day business and having the kids and yeah, it was. It, it took a long time. <laughs> it sounds like that that was a busy time. So. Looking at so you so you've got the book and then what what in, in terms of kind of expanding you talked at the beginning about the different parts of the business and are there plans to um, or scope for for doing more? Absolutely, um, we've got lots of things that we still want to do. Lots of our good headaches, I guess, are things like space, time, and people. Um, one of our biggest issues is our warehouse size. Um, so we're actually going to look at a warehouse this afternoon to allow us to have more space, to buy more stock. Um, The other issue is stock. We just sell out of things really quite quickly, which is a great thing, but we need to have the ability to be able to hold more stock and get more Mm. of it. Um, And we want to be able to ship worldwide. It's just such an enormous logistical nightmare. So that's firmly on the agenda for next year. And it's- it's Are you you currently then, it's currently UK only, is it? Yeah, we are currently UK only. Um, Mm. Which I guess, you know, we're struggling to keep up with that demand as it is. So at the moment, you know, to offer worldwide, we wouldn't be able to handle, but next year Mm. we certainly want to be able to, and yeah, grow the team and kind of, yeah, just just see see where it takes us I guess as with everything I've done I don't really always know what's around the corner I'm just trying to like ride the ride the wave yeah. at the moment um and do, do, do you have investors as well then on board or it's just no no right just us yeah no we don't have any investors um we've not kind of got into those kind of conversations meaty stuff yet um we've had people reach out to us but at the moment like I said we're struggling to keep up as it is so yeah who knows and just so um so the listeners know where then um where they can look at your you know your work services book or if they want to order or where 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 can they where can they do that so we have obviously the website which is the um and that's where you can buy all of our products um all the vases faux flowers arrangements etc um the book is available for pre-order that's available on Amazon, Waterstones, there's quite a few places that are stocking it as a pre-order. But if you, on my Instagram, my Instagram is kind of like the wealth of information. Yes, I saw, I, I was, I, I, I was saying before we started that I, I was looking at it and I was just, 40 minutes had gone by and I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was still on it. <laughs> I do that on TikTok all the time. I just like lose my life on there. But <laughs> I, yes, I also had a little look at TikTok. There's that, that is right. So yes, I, I concur and confirm, I should say that there is a whole load of information um, on there. I had, I had actually one other question, which is, which was interesting because um, in terms of plans and growth and something I know that business and startups think about, and it's certainly topical discussion at the moment is, um, you know, ESG issues and, um you know how you know working and sustainably and is that is that part of your kind of business plan and yeah how, how you how do you deal with that in your business a hundred percent um 
we actually had a meeting with our packaging suppliers just earlier on this week and 98% of our packaging is fully recyclable, restainable. We only use paper and cardboard wherever we can. There are certain items that obviously need some bubble wrap, but it's very, very minimal. And it's one of the things I'm always quite surprised about that our customers talk about is our packaging and how much they they like it. Mm. Um, we get sent photos of like people's kids sat in our flower boxes and stuff, which is really cute. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's something that I'm very passionate about. I'm passionate about like sustainable floristry. So it wouldn't make sense to, you know, send things out that aren't sustainably, mm. you know, considered. So yeah, it's, it's, it's on the agenda and it's here to stay. Mm. Mm. And where, where, where do you see your business then in say five years time in terms of looking forward? I don't know if it will happen. I, I appreciate you just said, by the way, as I asked that question that you kind of are riding it, you know, the wave day yeah. by day, but you I, I assume that you have kind of have these discussions about where you'd like to be going we do and I think ultimately my goal is to continue to make flowers accessible to everybody um but within that I would like to be I would like to be a household name so when people think of flowers or arrangements they think oh the Suffolk Nest does that or oh I don't know how to I'm having some friends over for dinner and I want to make a nice table arrangement. Oh, I'll have a quick look on the Suffolk Nest. You might have something. Mm. So that's that's the aim. Um, and I don't know, you know, what, what road and what path it will take us there, but I'm just going to continue doing what I love and hopefully, hopefully we'll get there. I mean, if you can, if you can work doing something that, as in your case, is, you know, it began as a hobby, um, you're onto a winner I would say hopefully I get asked all the time about what are my hobbies and I'm like I don't have one this is it this is it <laughs> I can I can confirm to, to listeners that that loyally things was not my hobby before I became a lawyer <laughs> no really <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you very much um Ashley we're we're, we're we're moving on we're going to ask um uh what we like to ask um um at the end of our our podcast some quick fire questions but we'll come on to those in a minute thank you so Ashley I um mentioned that we like to ask some quick fire questions at the end um they're pretty simple don't overthink anything you can just say the first thing that comes comes to your head so um and the first one's an easy one I think what's your current bestseller uh, current bestseller is something that you probably wouldn't expect. It's a plastic black tray. <laughs> and so, it's so the most boring basic basic item. But it's it's the way I've shown people how to use it to make like these nice floral mantle arrangements for their Christmas or um, on their tables. Like you, they can just be reused and reused and you put chicken wire in them and flowers. It sounds so boring, but you'd, <laughs> you'd have to look on the website and see them. I think I, in fact... I did. I did see one. It was a. It was a, on on the mantelpiece. Uh, you you pour water into it, right? Yep. Yep. I saw it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I wasn't. Ex I wasn't expecting that to be the answer, though. No. Nope. Um, what would you invest more in right now, people or tech? Oh, definitely people. Because without people, I need the people to do the tech. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to decision making, are you perfection every time or launch and learn? I was always perfection, um, but I've had to learn over this past 18 months to be launch and learn. And just last night we launched uh, 10 new flower arrangements and 
I haven't got everything that I wanted for them here, like delivered. And I was like, it's just not, it's going to frustrate customers to have to buy the flowers without the vase. I was just like, you know what? The stars just very rarely align. Like I'm just going to have to get over it and just launch it. (laughs) So moving from one to the other, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 Very good. Would you rather grow your business, sell your business or start again? Oh, grow. 100%. 100%. Right. I, yeah, you just started really. So you're on an exciting path. Yeah, it's my baby. <laughs> um, and final question is, if you could give um, your younger self a bit of advice, what would it be? Don't sweat the small things um, and try and try and look at the bigger picture and just be prepared to be stressed <laughs> a lot of the time, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous, but it's true. I find find myself dealing with the stress on a daily basis but just yeah just trying to manage it and and enjoying the journey I guess I know it sounds a bit cliche and a bit cheese but yeah it's it's easy to get the nitty let the nitty-gritty kind of get to you but by the end of the day it's normally resolved or you can find the positives in it um I guess you don't also have at this point in time anyone to answer to other than obviously your customers but um you don't have kind of a boss breathing down your neck <laughs> no which is very nice it's quite refreshing to be able to do my own thing um although the diary is constantly full and chris is always putting new things my way but yes that is a nice nice touch well to ashley it. thank you ever so much for joining us today i've really enjoyed meeting you speaking with you and hearing about how how this all began and it's it's very inspiring thinking um you know that that people can you know, make something more out of a hobby when they have the passion and drive, which is really what I've heard comes through a lot from from what you've talked about. So thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been been really nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. Take care. So there you have it, The Unexpected Entrepreneur. Ashley shows us what passion, determination and a supportive partner can achieve. She may not have set out to start her own business, but she now has a clear end goal in mind. And no matter what the path she takes to get there, I do not doubt she'll continue to be a huge success. This podcast was recorded in November 2022. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening from to find out who our next guest will be. Thank <laughs> you.